Hello and welcome. It's Monday. It's Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy. And today we have two very special guests who will put you on the right track because we all need that kind of help. And today we talk about the motivation that is a skill. Welcome. It's Dennis and Kim from Motivation. Hello, guys. Hey, Lucy. Hi. Thanks for having us Thanks today. Well, we've had you guys, you know, I, I'm so glad we had a little talk here off the air earlier and I'm so motivated that I, I, I can't believe that I'm, you know, I'm going to reduce things from three cookies to just two. <laughs> okay. I like your style. Incremental I change. You, do it, but <laughs> you learned the secret. Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> but there are still cookies in his mind. Okay. <laughs> Like you're always going to think about the cookies. It's what you do. <laughs> yes, the macadamia nuts. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's white chunks of chocolate. Okay. Okay, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> so, guys, tell us more. I know you have some special way or how to uh, advise people what to do because the toughest part, uh, yeah, keep us in shape and keep us healthy is not just motivation, I mean, it's our in our brains, isn't it? Yeah, there, there's a good quote out there. Uh, again, this is generalizing, but being healthy is 80% nutrition, 20% exercise, but 100% mental. So what we've always felt is that the, the nutrition and the exercise are out there, but not a lot of folks are taking care of the mental part. And, and we see that as motivation, right? Motivation We'll talk a little bit more, but it's a skill. It's a mental skill you can grow. Uh, we really want to help with that because that will carry you through all the cycles and the ups and downs. Well, I'm glad you're able to do that because, I mean, people are not lazy. They're just in conflict. I mean, they're really good people that really want to do the right things. Every day they get up and say, I'm going to do this after work. I'm going to do this before work. And then, you know, things happen and you push it aside. And I'm glad you have an approach to help them. Yeah, things, people get stuck, right? Whether it's yes. a job or, um, you know, we talk about overwhelm or, and with the overwhelm becomes this, how do I prioritize? Things just get in the way. Um, and that's that's something that we address as well. Dennis, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, the the overwhelm and the stress, right? There's a it's tough because it becomes a cycle, right? And I think a really good example is because we're recording this in January. So there's all these New Year's resolutions out there right now. The vast majority of people are doing health resolutions, right? I want to get healthier. I want to feel good. I want to be more flexible. I want to lose weight. I want to be stronger. Um, it doesn't have to be New Year's, but any of these activities, any of these kind of uh, events in life trigger us to want to go get motivated to feel better and feel healthy. Uh, but the challenge is, right, as we do these things, something's going to get in the way. Something's going to get in the way. We guarantee it. No one's made it through unscathed yet. So eventually we get burned out or we fizzle out because of work or kids being up all night, or maybe we just moved. Any host of things do it. And it's, it's sad and funny at the same time. But um, right around this time of year, actually, the second week of January is known affectionately as quitters day, because that's when the majority of people end up burning out and quitting the resolutions. And then the, most of them, the rest of them trail off by February. So it, it's tough because these things come up in the real, we're all human beings. I've got a couple kids, I've got two jobs. Kim has three kids and two jobs. Um, something's gonna happen. And what we don't want to happen from there is a spiral. 
where you fall off the the bike figuratively, hopefully not literally, uh, and then you don't want to get back up because it's <laughs> and those happen too. Okay, which is worse, the bike or the treadmill? <laughs> it, de it depends how fast they're going, <laughs> wearing a helmet or not. But yeah, what what happens to Kim's point is that also can become a spiral where every time you fall off, it gets harder and harder to get back up. There's guilt, there's shame, shame. there's embarrassment. Your brain is literally protecting you from feeling like crap. So you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not sure I want to try this again. Yes. That guilt and shame is pretty powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So tell me, what is it caused you guys to create uh, this approach, this business to be able to help people in this, in this way? Yeah. Um, I'll share a little, just a tiny story, and then we can talk about it. But uh, in my past, I was a not so distant past, but I was a competitive archer. I was trying to make uh, the U.S. team down here. And I remember uh, not making it uh, my first Olympic trials. I choked. And it was difficult for me. I didn't want to, you know, I went from working out and practicing 20 hours a week to not wanting to even get out of bed. And eventually I found a spark and it got me encouraged again. So I, I got up, I remember the middle of winter, I got up at 5 a.m. And I started practicing in my garage, right? I'd been cut. There was no chance of me making it. There were no events coming up, but I got back on and started working out and practicing and driving again. And it just, it spurred me to say, what, what just happened in my brain that pushed me forward? So we started doing some research on motivation. And we talked to fitness coaches. We talked to PhDs. We read books. We took you know, college level course material and tried to figure it out because I'm not a psychologist. And there were two kind of two truths that we distilled about motivation. So the first one is that motivation is unique for everybody. What motivates Lucy, what motivates you, Jim, what motivates me and Kim, they're all going to be different. So there's not one magic formula or one approach that motivates us and drives us each the same way. Um, the second piece, and this, this is the one that kind of blew my mind because, again, maybe I'm a little late to the game here, but I had always assumed motivation was a uh, kind of like a moment-to-moment -moment thing. You know, you read a quote, perhaps you watch a video, um, and that's it, right? You move along. But it turns out behavioral science has figured out that motivation is a skill. Right? Motivation is something you can learn and practice and strengthen and get better at. And I had no idea about that going into starting motivation. So it's unique and it's a skill. And that changes everything when you know those two things. Well, it is, it's impressive. It is a skill. And uh, well, I assume it's difficult and not that difficult to develop at the same time. So in addition to fighting ourselves, our brain and our state of mind and circumstance, we also have to deal with the uh, um, judgmentalism i would say because statistically the gym subscription spikes in january and then back in march mm -hmm. when we prepare for the beach we need to be ready for the beach <laughs> so uh, but then people go to the gym and they don't feel comfortable they feel judged because they don't look the same as people who stay in the gym the all year round uh, so how how do we deal with those things I mean, there are three components as to me, the brain thing and the circumstance and uh, other people around us. Yeah, Kim, you wanna talk about that one? 
Yeah, I, I can start. And Dennis, if you want to elaborate. Um, so I think this goes back to personality type. If I go to the gym, for example, in that, in that scenario that you described, and I feel embarrassed because I haven't, you know, I don't, I don't look the same way or I don't feel as strong. People are motivated at, by different things. On one end, you have um, fear of failure. And on the other end, you have achievement. So depending on what you're motivated by, you may, you may feel that way or you might actually not. Um, it all goes back to preferences, strengths. Um, you know, Dennis, I'm kind of thinking a little yeah. bit too about um, our, we, we have something we call superpowers uh, yeah. with our motivational personality yeah. types. Um, you have people who might say, you know what, I'll go to the gym, but I'm going to do it in my basement first to make sure I feel competent and confident, <laughs> right? And then I'll go to the gym for it. And, and it, again, it all just comes back to how are, who are you? How yeah. do you feel? That's, that's so important. Cause I, th I think we, we are always leading with the wrong at least for us, right? Like I think in society in general, we're leading with the wrong question of what are you going to do to get healthy? And people are like, well, you know, I'll get a shake subscription or I'm going to go to the yoga studio. The question should be what might fit you best so you have the most success? Not what other people are doing that they've had the most success. What about you? What motivates you the most? And people start and they scratch their heads. They go, shoot, I don't know. No one's ever asked it that way before. So we, we do really peel it back. We have this thing called the motivational personality report, but it breaks down individual styles and preferences. So to kind of reverse that question, Lucy, we'd say, all right, well, based on your motivational personality, you may hate being in front of other people. You may be, you may like privacy. You might be embarrassed that if you lift, uh, if you lift a, a barbell the wrong way, people are going to laugh or judge you. So we might go, Hey, well, just forget the gym altogether. Yes. Maybe there's something more you enjoy in the privacy of your home or walking around your block or using stretch bands at work. Why, why even put yourself in the gym and, and work against yourself? So that's how we do it because they think they have to. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. Yes. <laughs> so I think most of our listeners were like, whew, finally. <laughs> I don't have to do it that way. Yes. You do not have to do it that way. You do not have to live that way. <laughs> You know, I, I met a woman at the gym once and, uh, you know, everybody would, everybody at the gym had the perfect physique already. It's as if they stepped out of Shape magazine and you're wondering why do they have to be at the gym? But this woman was there and she was in the treadmill and she was three times or more the size of everyone else that was there. And when I got back to my car, I, I applauded her because it took a lot, an enormous amount of courage she knew what the situation was and she went in. And I thought about the courage to just muster it up to say, I'm gonna go do this despite how people will look at me. It, it is, the, the mental feat is so much more than even the physical feat, right? To get, everyone yeah. can step on a treadmill, that's what you do, you know, to, to get some cardiovascular ability. But the mental skill to go do that, like you said, the, the courage, the confidence she needed, the yes. competence, right? To even know how to use the machine. Nobody sees all that work you put in yourself to get there. So I applaud her. And, and frankly, look, I, I hate the fact that on one half, you know, we're judging people for not going to the gym. 
And then another half, we're judging them when they are in the gym, if they're not in shape. Well, that's what a gym is for. Precisely. They get in shape, right? What's the point? So it's funny and painful at the same time. But yeah, people don't see all the mental work that she probably did to get ready to do that. And it's huge. Yes. And, and she may have done other things before she got there. I mean, she may have, she may have walked around the block. She may have started drinking yes. more water. She may have been lifting lightweights at home and looking, you know, watching videos and things like that. Typically people who are there and who are committed have, have built habit. Um, you know, it's not, you don't go from zero to 100 and sustain it. Yeah. And, and that's what you see happening with New Year's or any other goal, right? Getting, uh, trying to get in shape or, or getting flexibility back. You know, I've, I've hurt my back before and uh, it took me months till I was like, fine, I'm going to do something about this. And I had to build a habit and get an understanding and then commit to it. So yeah, you don't see the baby steps, but that those small goals are what make the difference. So how do you feel about the, I know BJ Fogg wrote a book that was a bestseller called Tiny Habits. And he talked about, if you don't want to brush, uh, floss your teeth. I mean, because I got, I hate to confess it, but I, you know, I, if someone, if I could pay someone to come in and floss my teeth. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's a business, Jim, but you know, there might be somebody. My college professor used to tell me that if you don't want to exercise in California, there's somebody you could pay to do it for you. Okay? <laughs> that is probably true. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so, so I'm wondering, he said that if you don't want to floss your teeth, he said, just do this. He said, one day floss just one. The next day mm-hmm. floss two, then three. And then, you know, and, and go from there. And yes. then, then, I mean, think about it. And then pretty soon you got a habit going on and it's not so overwhelming that you're going to floss your teeth. They all clicked off the podcast and they're like, no, we're done. I mean, we're going well on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, that that is that's been my journey over the last few years, actually. So um when I when I joined Motivation, I took our quiz, I did a program we have called Motivated in a Month. Um, I wanted to see what it was like firsthand. And it actually really ended up changing the way that I was. Um, It's very, it's very real. So I'm very busy. As Dennis mentioned, I have three kids at the time. My daughter was about one year, one years old. She, she's my youngest and I have two, two boys. Um, And I had, I have a company, I have a separate company, so busy all the time. And I couldn't even stop work to walk around the block. I couldn't do it in the morning. I couldn't do it at night. I felt so overwhelmed and stretched that exercise just kind of fell by the wayside for me. I would think about it. I'd try to do it and I just couldn't do it. So during Motivated in a Month, I decided that my goal was going to be to walk around the block every day at lunch. It was hard. And then I started doing it. And there are a lot of steps in between this, but, but eventually I actually ended up, you know, walking for longer. I would, I would take work phone calls while I was walking through my neighborhood, which turned into buying a bike that summer, which was very hard to do because it was 2020 and there were no bikes to be found in COVID, (laughs) but I got one. Um, And I started riding my bike in the morning before my kids got up, which, you know, I, I realized I could create the space for that. And then when it got cold and dark, I bought a Peloton. I didn't buy the Peloton first. I bought it later. And then, you know, it wasn't just the the activity component, you know, the movement. 
it was the, the, there was another health component too. I have a little bit of a health history. My body was way out of whack. I'd been trying for years to get a doctor to listen to me, to tell, you know, figure out what was going on. And they all kept telling me I was fine. But as I started to get a little bit healthier, both with my movement and with my diet, and I still felt so awful, I actually found that I had the motivation to try more doctors. And I tried a few before I found one that actually listened to me, did the appropriate tests, got me on some different medications and other things that addressed the problems that I was having because I was having problems. And now I feel a million times better. Um, but it was all these little things that built over time and there was momentum to it. So, and now actually what I'm laughing about right now is a few months ago, I ended up buying a treadmill. I hate running so much. <laughs> I actually got the treadmill because it's coming winter time and I wanted to be able to walk just to clear my, you know, cause I, I, I was walking again outside that clears my head a lot. Um, and so since we live in Illinois, Chicago, it's freezing right now. I got this treadmill and then I laugh because now I'm running on the treadmill. <laughs> so. Okay, guys, we're, you're not freezing. We're in Canada, Calgary, Alberta. You are not freezing, believe me. This is very Calgary true. Wins. I, I, I will, I, you win. <laughs> but you know what, it's, it's, you know, I, you know, I think what you're doing is remarkable because just think about all the women out there that are juggling literally everything. A man- It's I very overwhelming. Lucy, I told Lucy the other day that a man gets up, he shaves, puts his clothes on, and he goes to work. A woman gets up, she has myriad activities she has to do before she even works on herself yet. And I think that's remarkable that you can be able to do this and find the time. Just think about millions of women out there that feel the same as you do. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, it's true. It's, it's very overwhelming. You're juggling a lot. I think the other piece, at least for me, that was very difficult is that before I had kids, I was this person and then I had a kid and now I'm this other person, but I'm still the same person I was. And it's it, to reconcile that it's a whole identity shift. Um, I, I, you know, maybe some men that are parents feel like that, but I, I tend to find that more with my female friends that's, we all, we all kind of talk about that. It's a, it, there's a bit of a loss of identity. I don't, I don't feel like myself anymore because I have these other things really pulling at me. Um, or sometimes, as I say, like sucking the life out of me. <laughs> so. so how do you guys, how do you guys help people who, who have a motivation, but they don't have the motivation yet? Okay. How do you help them unearth it somehow and overcome yeah. this fear I can't well I think that's really important to what you just said is they have they have the motivation but not the motivation yes. there's a journey to this we have our what we call kind of like pre-contemplation you know you're you're in your life but then you're starting to think about it a little bit but you're not ready to do anything you're just sort of collecting information noticing but you're still not ready to make a change of real sorts. Um, and that's fine. That's part of the journey. But then once you get into that, all right, I've got a little motivation. I want to grab onto that and do something about it. Um, that's where we can step in and help. So um, Dennis, you want to talk a little bit more? Yeah. I mean, again, everyone's got to get to that point in their own time, in their own way. You can't force somebody to be ready to make a change. Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah. It, 
it is important work you do and it is impressive. So our dear listeners, this is GoToation team, Dennis and Kim, and the website is GoToation.com. You can find link in the description to this episode. Go and so when you go to the website, Dennis, tell our listeners what to do next. Yeah, our first stop is take the motivational personality quiz. If you do only one thing, learn more about yourself. Because when you take that quiz, we provide you with a report. There's a free version and a premium if you want to get really deep. Um, But you learn about your strengths, your preferences, your beliefs, how maybe you should be applying that motivation, right? Things that motivate you, things that don't, like we talked about earlier. Maybe some activities that would excite you. Some activities that you probably want to steer clear of that, you know, you'll jump off a little too quick. Uh, And then specifically... At the very end of that, so you're learning about who you are and how you're driven, but then also where you might be getting stuck, right? Just knowing where you're getting stuck or having a better feeling about it is such a relief, right? I'll use the analogy of Kim and the doctor, but just for a doctor to say, hey, I finally figured out what's going on with your body. Even before you even make any changes, you're just like, thank you. I, like I've, I said something's wrong. I know something's off. Now I know what it is. I named it. Um, and that's where you can start making some changes. That's really the key point. So go take the quiz, <laughs> learn which personality you got. And uh, that's a great jumping off point. Yeah. Once you're well, in there with the quiz, we'll take you along the journey. Yeah. Well, you guys are not leaving yet, are you? <laughs> We're you still here. As long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want to know? <laughs> You know, I, I, Only until the kids got to come home from school, and then <laughs> we're out, guys. Then we're out. But while they're at school, we moved, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I was just thinking about, you know, you mentioned all, about all the all the women. I'm thinking about all these good people that just need someone to just nudge them just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. They're just they're just good yeah. decent people that want to make a make some tweaks and differences in their lives somehow. Yeah. And you guys can help them along the way because they all, they all want to do it. Yes. They're not lazy. Yeah. No, you're stuck. You're stuck. You know, yeah. and one of the things we talk about too in, in, in our coaching training is um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's a psych, you know, it's a yes. psychological concept, but if you don't have the basic safety food housing, you know, and then, and then you move up that, that hierarchy, it's really hard to get to things like health because you're so focused on those other things. So that's where it comes back to. This isn't just about being healthy. Isn't about nutrition, diet, exercise. It's 100% mental. Um, Of course that fits with those other things, but you, you really need to have the right mindset and it's very difficult to have the right mindset when you're being challenged in other ways. I'm glad you guys are there because, you know, you know, for those people who are out there who have been beaten down almost every day of their life, I mean, they're mm-hmm. not good enough, they're not fast enough, they're not attractive enough, they're not smart enough, they have all these self-limiting beliefs, you guys can help them get out of that. And I'm glad you're here. We think so. <laughs> Thank that's, you. That's what we're yeah. trying to do. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. small and we're, we're trying to grow and help as many people as we can. But yeah, you, you got to recognize that everyone's coming at it from a different point right? Mm-hmm. Where they live, their socioeconomic status, their background, their upbringing, their values, their beliefs. So that's, again, that's what we're preaching to the, the choir here, but you got to know who you are and you got to treat people as they are. You can't motivate people the same way because we're all very unique. So let's start with that piece. Well, you you know, I, 
I think that what you guys are onto is that something, forgive me for saying this, but something that's um, divine. Because you. appreciate that's very generous, probably too generous. That is maybe, uh, yeah. honestly, that is maybe one of the best compliments <laughs> that yeah. we as a company and maybe myself as a human has ever gotten. That's really nice. Thank you. Thank you. Because you're you're really helping people in every literally every aspect of their life, their relationships and everything. And when they get home and sit in front of the television and watch the news, they're already discouraged. And they have wait, go to they get up in the mornings and they go, one more thing I have to do. And, and I, I think that you guys are able to be the impetus in their lives to help them become better parents and better citizens. You you have a, a mission. Yes. You, you have you you have a I mean seriously, you have a mission right now that can change change society, not just one person. Yeah. We hope, hope so. I mean yes. yeah. That's if we that's can help what you, we want to help you. If we can help you, let us know, please. We, we love you. that, guys. Thank you for again. This, really I think far too generous, but I love like the mission is if everything could work out the way we would see it, that's where we would be, and that's what we'd be doing because that's uh, you know I go we're going a little bit off uh, motivation here, but you know what motivates us, right? We've all had jobs, we've all had careers, we all get paychecks, but does any of that truly wake you up in the morning? And and I think we can both Kim and I can both safely say. Uh, to a degree, but is that really, you know, is that our calling? Is that our true drive? And when you have a mission like this, where you're trying to actually help people feel healthy, feel like themselves, just, just get out of bed in the morning. That's, that's a deep motivation. That's what keeps us going the last six years, uh, despite the good and the bad and the ugly, it keeps us going. So thank you guys. Well, I don't know if you know it, and Lucy is trying to get, trying to do something, but I don't know if you know, it, but we moved from Ukraine just two days before the war began with Russia. No and, way. And, and two days before? Two days before. <laughs> we were told by the State Department to leave. But we have a son, the university, and we have family and we have friends there. And they're really good people. And uh, But the thing about it is that one day Lucy wasn't feeling well. And I hope she doesn't mind my saying this. She wasn't feeling well one day while we were there. And she said, and she went to the doctor. And I tell her that this is a higher level of consciousness thinking. This is all motivation we're talking about. Mm -hmm. and, I, yeah. she, and she said, I don't feel good like I should feel good. Now she, yeah. she's never felt this way before. She's never yeah. felt this good before, but yet she felt she was supposed to feel that good. Now just think about it. She doesn't, she's never had it. She's never had it before, but she feels like I should have it. She has no diagram for it. But somehow it got in her mind that this is not good enough where I am, my feeling. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, there's a lot of people out there feeling the same way. And if you guys could just touch a few of them, my goodness. You know what? You don't have to be president of the United States to change the world. You two right now and your people, you're the ripples of a pond that grows, that flows exponentially. You're going to change well, the world. I, we hope so. so. And thank you guys again. And, and yeah. sincerely, like we, I have a neighbor and a good friend, uh, actually have a couple of friends who are Ukrainians, and they, they had to actually go back in about, I think it was about six weeks into the war and pull out as much family as they could, right? They still, yes. everybody can't leave, but what you guys went through and what you're continuing to go through is, is awful. Uh, and I don't know, like the, you know, I think of things on levels, right? We're dealing with the stress of a small business and trying to grow and learn and make mistakes. When you're talking about a, a war or an invasion and life and death, it, it puts everything in perspective really quickly. 
So what you guys have been through, what your families are going through, um, I mean, we're, we're a blink compared to that. So I think you guys have amazing perspective. Yeah. Well, we're grateful to meet people like you. I mean, we meet a lot of people every day, but you guys, you guys are going to be rock stars. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. I just, I, I know people can't see me. I just have the biggest smile on my face. Thank you. It means, it means a lot. You know, Dennis, Dennis started this and he had an idea about what he wanted to do. And I very quickly got on board with it. And the reason is there's a purpose behind what we're doing. Um, we both really like helping people. We both want to make a difference in that way. Um, so it just feels really good to have you recognize that and, and acknowledge it. Thank you. Well, Stephen Covey says everything that we have come, was first spiritual. And if it was first spiritual, that means it's divine. And so Dennis got an idea that was just a pinprick in his mind that he activated. And there's a reason for him to do that and a reason that he reached out to you. You know, what's interesting too, it's kind of a, a lesson for me because I, I struggled on my own a lot. The first, geez, the first half of our, our business, the first three years, working multiple jobs, failing at everything, right? Nothing was going right. And the, the lesson for me was get help, right? Kim came on as a co-founder and, and my partner, right? My closest partner in the business. And she does all the things that I'm terrible at. <laughs> she's mm -hmm. she's the perfect compliment, right? So yes. you probably it, even heard me a little bit earlier. He's doing a lot of the talking, but I'm steering a little bit. <laughs> oh, always, always. I mean, because yeah. I'm the chief marketing <laughs> officer, and chief I don't want officer. to get out there, so I'll occasionally steer, and then I sit back. <laughs> I, I think the lesson. I mean, all jokes aside from my mediocre speaking skills, uh, but, you know, fine looks is always, always reach out for help when you're struggling and it's hard to do. And it's, it's hard to know where to go, but even right. Motivation. We're doing our best to help people. I think I've had coaches. I've had mentors. I have partners. Whenever I get stuck, it's usually because it's something beyond what I know how to do, but someone is more than willing to help in a big way in this case in motivation, but in a small way, uh, maybe in other ways, just to get you to that next step. If you know you want to do something, but you're stuck, get a little help. Mm -hmm. like, don't be embarrassed about it. We all are struggling at all yeah. points. So yeah. Kim, well, was that? We're I glad to have say... you guys here today. Oh. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for joining us. So our dear listeners, it's a great Monday start. And it's actually a great new start for the rest of the year. We just jumped into the new year, so it's time, right? It is time. <laughs> so find enough motivation to live a better life with healthy you in every way. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, guys. This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and, and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast. And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.